Good afternoon. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Gittin Dav Chavav, and we're starting at a Mishnah just seven lines down on Chavav Amidala. We are familiar that there are two parts to a get. There's the Tofes, the general uh, broad information about a get, and then there is the Torah, which is the Iker information of the get. And the Torah, the Iker information of the get includes the names of the, 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 the bride and the groom, and it includes the name of the city, and it includes a date. And we want to know, in this Mishnah, we want to know exactly how to structure such a template, or if even creating a template is permissible. And the Mishnah opens, If a person would like to write the templates for a Gittin, they're writing the basic frame, but they're leaving blank lines. They need to leave space for Makom Ha'ish, Umakom Ha'isha, Umakom Hazman. They need to leave a space for the man, a space for the woman, and a space for the date. That way, much like the ksubas that we see when they come with some blank lines, it's much faster and you're able to uh, more rapidly sell these things instead of just writing them as people come up. You'll have a whole pile of shtaros of gittin that are ready to go. And all that has to happen is that the bezdin has to add in the names of the appropriate people and locations. And creating a template isn't only mutter for gittin, says the Mishnah, but shtari malva as well, documents that speak about loans. Yes, you can write a template. However, you have to leave space. You need to leave a place over for the person who's lending money, the person who's borrowing money, the amount of money that's being lent, and the date. And still, we can expand even more, not only by Gid, and not only by Shtari Malve, but as well by Shtari Mekach with purchasing. And purchasing is, of course, different than a loan. And there the Gemara says, yes, you can write a template, the Mishnah says, but all of these areas, the name of the buyer, the name of the seller, the amount of money, the name of the field, whatever the case may be, and the date as well. Then the Mishnah adds, seemingly out of left field, we will soon see that this is relating back to the din of Gittin, that only by Gittin do we have this uh, this idea of that there's a specific reason by Gittin why we were looking to allow a template. We'll discuss that more in the Gemara. Rabbi Huda posseled the Chulan. Rabbi Huda didn't agree with any of these templating. He really felt that these things needed to be done on a per-case basis, and we'll be discussing this a little bit more. But if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi, one-third of the way down, Ibrahim Asko posseled the Chulan, says, Even if you were to template by leaving over the space of the key pieces of information, still Rabbi Huda wouldn't have it. And the Gemara then adds, the Mishnah adds, Rabbi Lazar, Machshir B'chulah, Rabbi Lazar, did allow for templating, meaning you'd write everything but leave over blank lines. It was Machshir B'chulah, yes, you can do templates, Chutz Megitei Nashim, with the exception of a Get Nashim, where you're not allowed to use a template, in the Emar, that the whole Get has to be written Lishma. That brings us to the Gemara, where on Chav Vav, Amar Aleph, one-third of the way down. Amar Rabbi Huda, Amar Shmuel, Tzarech Sheniach, Af Makom, Arei Atmu Teres Bechol Adam. There is a critical piece of the of the of a get, and the critical piece which wasn't mentioned in our Mishnah is that we need to leave a space that says you, a husband referring to the wife, you are now able to marry anybody that you wish, and that's a key piece of information. The Rebbe Lazar, he this is broadly speaking like the sheet of Rebbe Lazar, the Amar Eidim Misira Karti, who is of the opinion that Eidim Misira are the most critical ones, and as we've seen already a number of times, <laughs> along with the Eidim Misira being the critical. Um, the critical machria for a get, it also means that the get has to be written in the Shema, and therefore we can't pre-write the line of 
Harat Mutaris Bechol Adam. It has to be written only in uh, in spe- specificity for this particular woman, and therefore it was a blank line as well. He's just adding one more blank line to the get. And really, because those who hold of Edi Nisirakarti, that the transfer of the get to a woman is what affects the get, is what brings about an actual krisus. So therefore, in such a case scenario, we need to make sure that it's written and really, we need to know, um, we, we, we need this sita of Shmuel as well. So the Gemara doesn't really present all of the Mari Makomos in the same place. But this sheeta that we just saw of Shmuel, that Edi Nesira is Karti, he said it two other times. He said it once on Dachafalaf in regards to a case of not being allowed to write again on Mukhuba Lakarka. He said it once on Dachaf Beis, and he says it again here. So when the Gemara says Vitzricha, it assumes that our memory is perfect. Mine is not. I had to look all of this up. And as we'll see in the Gemara, some of it's painted over here. But when the Gemara says Vitzricha, halfway down on Chabav and Medalev, it's really asking, why is it that Shmuel had to tell us three different times that we hold the Kribbalazar that Edi Mesir Karti? So the Gemara says as follows. If we had only the first case scenario from Dachla a case where we said that a get can't be written on something that's Mechubar Lakarta, maybe Behahihu the Ukma Kribbalazar, Maybe only in that case would we say that we hold like Rebbe Lazar, that Edi Nesira is Karti. Tiktani, because over there we learned in the Mishnah, Daf Bafalev, that Ein Kosvin. First we said you're not allowed to write something, on, you're not allowed to write a get on something that's Mechubar Karka. And then in, in the very next line of that Mishnah, the Katani, we had taught Kosvo that if you did, it was still kosher. And there we were able to explain, well, it depends what you wrote. If you wrote the part that wasn't important, the Tofes, no big deal. But if you uh, wrote the Torah, that is going to be a problem. And that is like the Shita of Edim Asirakarti, because it shows us that Lishma is required. Aval Seifa, but the example from Dafra Beis, the Katani, where we saw She'ein Kiyum Haget Ela Bechosmav, Ema Reb Meir, perhaps that line where it says that it's about the Chasimas, perhaps that is Reb Meir, Domar Ede Chasima Karti, and the rest of the Mishnah is also Reb Meir. Therefore, over there, we needed another line of Shmuel to offset that Havamina, that the Mishnah on Chav Beis, which is the second reference of Shmuel, that the Mishnah on Chav Beis was all Reb Meir. No, it's not all Reb Meir. The rest of it is Reb Lazar. And therefore, that's why we needed the second one. V'yashmin and Behahi. If I only had the Mishnah from Dav Chav Beis, then Hahi nami de ikal ukma Maybe only over there we were able to establish the rest of the Mishnah, like Rebbe Lazar, Avalha, but that's not true everywhere. Eimami the Sefer Rebbe Lazar Have Reisha La Rebbe Lazar La Rebbe Lazar Tzricha. Perhaps I might have made a mistake, and I would have thought that if the Reisha, um, if the Sefer is is like Rebbe Lazar, then the Reisha is not Rebbe Lazar. Kamash Melanda, we need Shmuel all three times, and really the short version of this is that Shmuel is of the opinion that Ede Misira Karti like Rebbe Lazar. Our Mishnah had stipulated, oddly, almost out of context, that there was this idea, uh, that uh, we allowed for a get to be written in template form because of a takana. And over the next Amud or so, we'll see a number of different ideas as to why it is that we would ever consider such a thing, knowing that we have an aspect of Bishma. So says the Gemara, my takana. What is the takana that we were employing over here that we should allow a get to be written in a template form? Amar Yonasan. Mipnei takanas sofer. This was a, a takana. This was something that the rabbis allowed for the sake of the sofer. The Rebbe Lazar Edimisira Karti. And really, it's within the camp of Rebbe Lazar of Edimisira. Like we were just saying earlier, that our Mishnah, according to Shmuel, is talking about Edimisira. 
And really, uvedin, who really it should have been the case, even the non-essential portions of the get really should not have been written in the get. But in order to make the lives of the sofer a little bit easier, we therefore were lenient to allow him to write a template. And if he were to write the template, it would, again, he'd be able to sell more quickly. I, when I walk into Kesher's time, if I ever have to buy a ksuba, they're all pre-printed. They're all pre-printed. So the same thing could be true by the get. Really, it shouldn't be done. It really should be that even the tofes, even the non-essential portions of the of the get should be written for the specific woman. Okay, Ladina, we know that it's only the Torah, only the, the essential parts of the get. So because of this, we're going to be a and we're going to allow the sofer to pre-print to pre-write Gittin, provided that he leaves all the, the appropriate blank lines. We then saw the Shita, Rabbi Huda posted the Chulan. Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah, he posted all of them. Why was he so strict? Why is it that he wouldn't allow any templating of a get, even the tofes, even the non-essential portions of a get? The Gemara explains, Gazar tofes atu toref, and Gazar shtaros atu gitin. He didn't allow anything, not by the world of Gittin, not by the world of Malva, and not by the world of Mecca. He didn't allow any pre-written templates at all. Why? Well, there's two levels of this. First, he was Gozer Tofes Atu Torah. He wouldn't allow for a sofer to write the non-essential parts of a get, the Tofes, because of the concern that he may continue writing even the Torah, even the essential parts of the get, and the Torah has to be written Lishma. So Rabbi Yehuda's first uh, problem was was with Gittin, that we were concerned that the non-essential pieces might blend into the essential pieces, and then the get is really fundamentally problematic. But the second layer as to why it is that uh, Rabbi Huda was concerned about templating in the world of Malva and Mecca was because Gozar Shtaros Atu Gitin. He was afraid that if we thought that it was permissible to template in the world of Malva and Mecca, that we might make a mistake and also be templating, meaning writing the tofes and leaving the blank lines, in regards to Gitin. And that double concern led him to just scratch our whole Mishnah and say that there are no leniencies whatsoever and we do not allow any templating. And that means lemaisa that every time somebody needs a star written up, if for either whether or not it's a get or if it's a star malve or a star mekach, in all cases, every last word of that has to be written fresh every single time. Very strict chita. And five lines from the bottom on Chalvav Maradot, the Gemara says, "Rebbe Lazar machshir bechulan chutz megitein nashim." Rebbe Lazar was machshir in all the cases. He allowed for the templating to take place both in regards to Shtar Malbe and in regards to Shtar Mecca, but not in regards to Gitin. Why? Why is it that by Gitin Noshim we were concerned? Because Tofes Atu Torah Gazar, he was of the opinion that, yes, I'm concerned that if you start writing the Tofes, the non-essential parts of the Get, I'm afraid that you'll continue writing and you'll also write the Torah of the essential parts of the Get, and that will create a character flaw in the Get because it's missing the Din of Lishma. And while he was concerned of that, unlike his counterpart, Rabbi Huda, he was not concerned about shtaros. Shtaros atu gitin, lo gazar. He was not concerned that if a person were to um, were to create templates for shtar mekach and for shtar malve, he was not concerned that that would then be brought back over to the world of gitin. And therefore, <clears throat> Rabbi Lazar was lenient on the shtar malve and on the shtar mecher, that they were allowed to be templated. Those were permissible, but what was what he was not concerned, what he was concerned about was in regard to the get. Shana Mr. What were the psukim that we were talking about over here? The things have to be done in a lishma fashion. It says the Gemara. The Gemara says, wait one second, you're trying to throw out the baby with the bathwater. When the Pasik was talking about the that there's a din of lishma, 
that only applies to the Torah, to the essential parts of the get, but it doesn't apply to the non-essential parts of the get. So why would anybody say that you're not allowed to write the the tofes of the get? That says the Gemara, because of this concern of the chasav and the Rishonim here fill in the rest of the sentence, because of that, we're therefore in a position where we're not going to allow even the tofes, lest one begin the tofes, the non-essential parts of the get, and continue with the essential parts of the get, thereby invalidating the get. That brings us to the top of chavav and the base. We'll be going to the very last word on chavav and the base. And that is where we will wrap for the day. And the Gemara says, wait one second. We have Kasha, the Rebbe Lazar, Adi Rebbe Lazar. We have Astira. And what's the problem? Rashi highlights what the question is. Reisha ukmas ke Rebbe Lazar, umachshir lichtov tov sekitin. In the Reisha, we have Rebbe Lazar, who is... So Rashi on the top of the page says what the question is. Rashi says, Reisha ukmas ke Rebbe Lazar, umachshir lichtov tov sekitin. He allows the writing of Gittin. So between the Resha and the Seifa, if they're both in the world of Rebbe Lazar, that's very confusing because the Resha and the Seifa are not the same. The first Shita allows for uh, the Get to be written with templating, and the last Shita doesn't. So the Gemara says, you're right, we don't know exactly how he would have held in this case. If we would have had Xera of Tofes Atu Toref, would he have said that there is a concern that if you start with the non-essential pieces of the get, that you would then continue to write the essential pieces of the get, thereby invalidating the get? And that's a good point. And so that's, we just don't know. We don't know exactly what he held. Says the Gemara, The reason why we had a Takana, we're going back to our original question of Ibnaya Takana, why is it that our Mishnah said that there was a Takana to be lenient in regards to templating a get? That first Shita that we saw in our Mishnah, the one that we started with today, so the Gemara says in the name of Roshabtai, in the name of Chizkiah, that it's out of concern of Ketata, that there could be a fight. What type of fight are we talking about? Let's see. Chavavah Midbeis, three lines down. Really, we're within the camp, he says. Uh, really, it's on our Mishnah. So this is a strongly deviant shita than the previous one who says we were all Rebbe Lazar. But maybe our Mishnah is really Rab Meirhi. And And really, we don't care about Lishma and the Get. We only care about Lishma and the Chasimas. And really, he could have written the Torah itself. But that perhaps she will be walking through the shuk. She'll be walking past the store where the sofa sits. And she's going to overhear the sofa talking. And she's going to hear her own name and her husband's name. the And perhaps she'll be of the opinion that her husband went to the sofa and says, do me a favor, my wife doesn't know yet. Just script the get. And then she'll come home and say, what's going on here? Did you go to the sofa and ask him to write a get? What, what is going on here? So he's coming from the other direction where you could write the whole get in advance. I don't care. You could, you know, sometimes you go to the store, you look for the, you look for the keychains that have your name on it. It's like you look for your name and you buy this. So they have kitten that are written with the most common names. So maybe, so really that should be mutter according to, according to this approach, because if we're talking about Rav only the chasim matters. So here the takana was to limit what you put in the get. We're making sure you leave some blank lines, lest a woman think that her husband was trying to divorce her. Six, seven lines down, Rav Chizda, Amar Avimi Mishum Takanas Agunos. He says the concern that we're talking about is because of Agunos. And we don't know exactly what this means quite yet. Normally, with the usage of the word Agunos is that we don't want a woman to be trapped in a marriage that she doesn't know how to get out of. But let's see how the Gemara explains this line of Avimi. And the Gemara says, Amri la Rav Meir, Amri la Rav It's possible that this line 
of Rav Chiz in the name of Avimi is like the previous answer we just saw, which is that it's talking about Rav Meir. And we're saying that really we don't care uh, about the Torah. If even the Torah can be written, even the Echo parts can be written before we know exactly what belongs to, because only the Chastima matters. Some say that we're over talking about in the camp of Rebelazar, where the Torah is not allowed to be written in advance because it invalidates again. Let's go through each possible ap- approach. Amri la Rav Meir, according to the ap- approach that this is possibly Rav Meir, how would we understand our Mishnah? He holds, as we know, to Amri Ede Chasima Karti, that really the Ede Chasima, the people, uh, the only things that we actually care about is the Chasima. And really, because he only he only cares about Lishma by the Chasima, we don't care if he writes the whole get in advance, no problem. And perhaps it is the case that there will be a fight with her. Uh, not a fight like before, where she walks through the shuk and overhears the sofa talking, but rather maybe just a regular husband-wife fight. And Virasach, and he'll get angry. Virasach, and he'll give her a get the second they have a divorce. Umaagenumosidle says it's not okay to have a get that's all filled out. The takana is not to have a get that's all filled out. It's a rabbinic injunction against a husband who's a balkaz. And the second he gets in a fight with his wife, she buys the wrong thing, she spends money, she shouldn't, whatever the details are that bothered him. So then she'll divorce him, uh, just uh, forth, just hand her the get out of the blue because he's angry. And that's not safe. Interestingly here, the word aguna is not being used in the way that we typically use it. We, again, as mentioned, we usually use an aguna, you know, mishumiguna kilubarabanan, which we really learned about extensively in Maseches. You've almost, we've seen it a number of times here, where we don't want a woman to be trapped in a marriage because we don't know where her husband is. Here, the word iguna is being used in a way where she's kind of cast away very quickly, and we don't want the husband to divorce his wife quickly. There should be a, a calming down period, and therefore, the mitnei hatakana here was not to create a get with all of the names filled out. It should only be used once a couple has decided to get a divorce, but we don't want a husband walking around with a document in his pocket that has, that's divorce ready so that he can throw it at his wife the second he's angry. And Amri la Rebbe Lazar, some say that when uh, Rav Chizda in the name of Avimi said that it's Takonas Agunos, that it is more of the classical case of Agunos. How is this the case? Rebbe Lazar, maybe we are in the camp of Rebbe Lazar, the Amar Edi As mentioned, Rebbe Lazar is of the opinion that we do care about the Lishma component of the get, and at least, at the very least, the Torah, the Iker parts of the, compo- of the excuse me, the Iker part of the get, the essential parts of the get, need to be written Lishma. Really, ideally, we wouldn't even want the non-essential pieces of the get to be written. But sometimes a husband has to go out of town, below Ashkach Safra, and he's not able to find a sofer, and then he's going to... Uh, He's going to leave town, and he's not going to write her again. And then if he never comes home, then she's stuck. So it was much easier to have the majority of the get written. So all they would have to do is fill in names. You wouldn't need a sofa. All they'd have to do is write in his name and her name. So the mibnei takana was to prevent actual agunos, not a word that's being used for a different type of, of aguna. This is the real deal. We want the get to be easily filled in, and therefore we allow for the templating even within the camp of Rebbe Lazar. That brings us to the two dots, one-third of the way down, on Chavvav Amud Beis. We had said in our Mishnah that under the assumption that we do allow, like the Tanakhama in our Mishnah, under the assumption that we allow for a get to have templating, one of the things, one of the lines that needed to be left blank was the Zman, was the date. And said the Gemara, Kapasik Batani, it seems like we were pretty categorical about it. Our Mishnah made no distinctions. All it said is that you have to leave a makom for Zman, you have to leave a line, some blank line to write the date. 
And says the Gemara, what's implied from this categorical reference in our Mishnah that we have to leave a blank line for the date is that it doesn't matter if the divorce is happening from full marriage or if the divorce is happening from just betrothal, just halachic engagement. But that's a problem. That's a problem. I could understand what our Mishnah was talking about was Nisuin, that they're fully married, because then, that if the concern, as we have spoken about a number of blad ago, this was found on Dafyud Zayin, so about 10 days ago, we spoke about the concern that if a man is married to his niece, which is halachically permissible, he's allowed to marry his brother's daughter, so under those circumstances, if she were to do something wrong, and maybe he, even if she cheated, and okay, so obviously that's an awful thing to happen, awful, but he still doesn't want his niece to die, so maybe he'll lie about the time they got divorced. So he'll say, no, 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 we actually were divorced first, and then she cheated, so she doesn't get killed. And also, we sometimes have a need for a date at Mishun uh, Piri, because we know that a husband, um, when a wife brings Nechzim Lug into a marriage, she brings over some of the... Uh, some of the dowry, some funds that come from her family into the marriage that the husband is allowed to benefit, not from the ikr, but he's allowed to benefit from the peros of those things. And we don't know when the line in the sand stops of his benefiting from peros without a date. So I could understand if somebody is married, I totally understand why it would be the case that the Mishnah doesn't distinguish between uh, between Basachoso and between Piri, I get it. Elamino Erisin, but if you're going to say that our Mishnah means to also include divorce from a woman to whom you're only betrothed, that's a problem. Why is that a problem? Because I could understand that if a couple were to only be betrothed, and a woman cheats, and she's really not allowed to do that, so there too the date is helpful to determine whether or not she should be killed. But if what you're saying is that we're concerned about when the husband is no longer allowed to access payros. But during the betrothal phase, the husband never has access to payros. Arusa mi'isla piri. If she's only engaged, there is no din of payros. So how can it be that our Mishnah doesn't distinguish between Nisuin and Erisin in regards to writing Zman? Zman is not helpful according to the Shita that we're concerned about piri if you're only Erisin. If you're fully married, so then both concerns apply. That makes sense. But if you're not fully married, you're only halachically engaged. You have, you have erisin, right? Kedushin, but not nisuin. So then one of the shitas doesn't make sense. If you're erisin and your concern is pire, there are no peros during the period of erisin. So that doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara responds halfway down. Amarav Amra. Ha milsa shamis ula. He heard something from Ula, the Amar Mishum Takonas Vlad, that there, there was some type of Takana about a child. And I didn't know exactly what he was talking about. Then Once I heard the following Brisa, everything cleared up. Omer says the Gemara, if a man says, This get you will give to the woman to whom I'm currently engaged. Once I marry her, Agarshena, and then she and I will be divorced, ain't no get. That is not considered a get. Why is that not considered a get? The reason why it's not considered a get is because if they get married and she gets pregnant and has a baby, so then maybe she was divorced first and this child is out of wedlock. Maybe in our case too, where there's a date, so maybe the concern of the gate by an arusa, 
the concern of a date by an arusa, and the reason why when we build a template for a get for an arusa that there's a date, even though there's no pire, we don't, there are no fruits for the husband to benefit from, it's not because of that, but it's because of this. How do we pathkin? Amar of Zera, Amar of Abba Barshila, Amar of Hamnuna, Saba, Amar of Adabar Ava, Amar Rav Halacha Ke Rebbe Lazar. Seems pretty categorical. We've spent a lot of time talking about Edi Mesira Karti and Edi Chasima Karti. Just a very brief review. Do we say Edi Mesira Karti, that the moment that the get is handed over to the woman, that is the moment that actually brings about krisos, that actually brings about severance between the husband and the wife? And therefore, we do care about the lishma components of the get, especially the toref, but even the tofes. Or do we hold like Reb Meir that Ede Chasima is karti? We only care about the signatures, and we don't care if the get is written lishma. We only care if the signatures are written lishma, and therefore, that would be a whole different track. So, which one is it, Reb Lazar or Reb Meir? And this whole long line of Amoraim going back all the way to the name of Rab, the earliest of the Amoraim, the Talmud of Rebbe himself, he says the halacha is Reb Lazar. Kari Rav Alei de Rebbe Lazar Tuvina de Chakimi. Rav says about Rebbe Lazar, he is the good ones of the wise ones. Obviously, some type of beautiful phrase. Um, Rashi says Tuvina de Chakimi, two thirds of the way down, maybe a little bit more than that, three fourths of the way down. The way down, the Ushar the happiest, the greatest of whatever the right right words are of the Chachamim. It says the Gemara finally hold like Rebbe Lazar, got it, and therefore there's an element of Lishma. And therefore, uh, we need to be careful about how we uh, how we preprint kitten because if you do any templating, then are we worried about tofus or are we not worried about tofus? We had said on the very top line of this page that we weren't sure how Rebbe Lazar held about about templating because even though it's true we care about lishma, but maybe we have a concern of tofes atu Torah, that if you write the non-essential parts, you may continue writing even the essential parts, thereby invalidating the get. So it says the Gemara, would we say that this is true even by Sharstaros outside of Gitin? says the Gemara, I Ashra Sadadani, this verification process that took place in a Bezdan of a document, where the writing happened before the uh, witnesses were present to sign it, that's considered psula. Alma says the Gemara, what we see from this case, this case that is brought in the name of Rav Papi, in the name of Rava, that it appears like we're, there's a dishonesty here because the star is being written, but the Edim aren't there to sign it. So then it's not true yet. It hasn't come into fruition yet. Achanami, perhaps in our Mishnah, when it comes to Sha'ar Staros, we understand why we'd want to be lenient with a get, but we don't have that same set of rules when it comes to the Staros. So we understand Rebbe Lazar is okay, we got it, we want to be lenient. I understand all the various approaches we saw on the top of this page and on the bottom of Chavav Medalith as well. Got it. But with the other documents, that doesn't seem to apply. The Gemara says, 10 lines or so from the bottom of the lesson, your concern about Mechde Kishikra is not a real concern. Where do we know this from? Midi Rav Nachman. Dama Rav Nachman. Omer Haya Rav Meir. Afilu Mitzahobe Ashba. Rav Meir was of the opinion that even if a get was found in the garbage, and if it was then signed after it was removed from the garbage, again, all the names lined up, the husband is the husband's name, the wife's name is the wife's name, the chule, everything is perfect, and it's signed kosher. Even the Rabbanon, even Rebbe Lazar, the only machlokas over here is by Gitei Nashim, Rebbe Lazar is the only one who may argue here because uh, because we have a din of lishma. Aval b'shar shtaros lo, but by shtaros there is no concern. Why is there no concern about about mechzeh kishikra? 
says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom. If you have a document that you used for borrowing and that loan was paid back, you're not allowed to reuse the same document, even if the same exact loan repeats itself. You'll recall from our Mishnah that we started with today. The Mishnah said that if you do a shtar um, halva, uh, and you're pre-templating, if that's allowed, uh, so according to that, what spaces do we leave blank? So one of them was all the conditions, who the lova is, who the malva is, what the amount of money is, and what the date is. So let's say I'm repeating the same exact loan, same exact document, that doesn't work. Why? Because Because there was a shibud. The loan had a collateral that was attached to a piece of earth, to a property, whatever the case may be. But once the loan is paid back, the shibud is gone. The lien on a property that was the collateral for this agreement is gone. And therefore, the document is not even worth the paper that it's written on. Now, what does the Gemara say? Taima, the reason why the document doesn't work is because the nimchal shibudo. We're not worried about Sheker, even though there is something that doesn't smell right because this document was already used, but doesn't matter. That wasn't a concern. So we see that even within the camp of Rebbe Lazar, that Mechse is not a concern. We'll stop right here. And Yerzah Hashem will pick up tomorrow on the top of Chav Zayin. Wishing you all a beautiful day.